Crypto curious, keep an open mind, enjoy the conversation, and stay cryptocurrent. Now here's your host, Richard Carthon. Today's podcast is brought to you by DeBridge, a decentralized standard for cross-chain interoperability and liquidity transfers. You can scale up your protocol, bridge any arbitrary assets, and build new types of cross-chain interoperability applications on top of a truly decentralized infrastructure. You also can bridge your NFTs between blockchains, buy and sell your game assets at different NFT marketplaces directly from game interfaces, make your assets interoperable between the metaverse, and build new cross-chain applications and features for NFTs and digital assets. For more information, go to dbridge.finance. Again, that's dbridge.finance. And now for today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Cryptocurrent. Your host here, Richard Carthon. And today I have an absolutely incredible guest all the way out in Barcelona, Spain, working on a project that everyone here needs to learn more about. We have Alex, the co-founder and CEO of an amazing, 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 amazing platform called DeBridge Finance. How are you doing today? Hey, Richard. Uh, thank you for having me here and uh, really glad to be part of this interview. I'm really doing well and uh, excited about the current stage of the crypto industry and about the current stage of my personal project. So yeah, everything is is going great, actually. Absolutely, man. At the time of this recording, crypto bulls are back. We just recently got back to Bitcoin all-time highs around the 67,000 and a bunch of other great things happening in industry. And I'm sure we're going to pack some of that later. But before we do all that, I want to learn more about you. Can you give us some background on yourself? So my name is Alex Smirnov and I'm co-founder of DeBridge Protocol. I myself is a technical person. I come from the academic and uh, technical background from, of Moscow State University, where I was doing PhD thesis in the area of mechanics and mathematics. Even though I graduated the postgraduate department, but I, I didn't defend the PhD because like six months before defending it, I started to be engaged by blockchain technologies. And I was so fascinated that I decided like, look, blockchain is something that is really incredible. It gives like freedom to many people. And I actually became kind of crypto anarchist because I really liked the entire concept of decentralization. I just started to develop different stuff to dig deeper into the blockchain technologies. And uh, yeah, basically, I'm still doing that. I'm not coding anymore, but I'm very deep in the design of protocols and I participate in the development of the architecture and like design of the smart contracts, etc. Yeah, after I graduated from the university in 2017, I founded Phenom, the blockchain development agency. I actually co-founded it with Yaroslav, who is also co-founder of DeBridge. And in Phenom, we developed like numerous blockchain connected solutions and decentralized applications. One of the internal products was crypto storage solution for banks and financial institutions. And we always like to have fun also by participating in the various blockchain hackathons. And we won many, for example, we won Waves Hackathon. And we were also finalists of uh, Binance Blockchain Week Hackathon that was held in Singapore. So yeah, we, we're basically, we like to build stuff. And uh, that's what we are doing. Yeah. 
real quick, man. So I, I don't want to skip past that too quickly. To win a hackathon, everyone who doesn't know like what that means, that's that's huge. And especially at some of these hackathons that you just described, even with the Binance one, it's probably one of the larger ones in the world. It's a big deal. So obviously they are very talented and they have something special here. And, you know, he was going to, to get a PhD in, as a mathematician, decided, no, nah, this blockchain thing looks a lot better. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go towards that. Like, that's, that's not like just some small move. That's a, that's a pretty big move, especially six months before, like, getting your PhD. Like, first, how did you first get inter- introduced to blockchain in the first place? And then what conviction within it? I know you said it was the, the freedom, but, like, how did you just go from on a dime, like, you know what, I'm going after this? Yeah, so first of all, I found out about the BitShares. And it was really interesting to know, to know like how it works, what is blockchain. I started to dig deeper. I started to develop some interesting applications for BitShares. But the main kind of milestone was when I got introduced to Steemit. That was the kind of blockchain-based social network that was founded by Dan Larmer, the same guy who founded EOS and BitShares as well. And uh, the concept of this social network is that you can post some content and people like token holders of this network vote for it for your posts and you get rewarded in the token. And someday I decided like, look, I'm, I'm studying at the uh, university where I'm studying math and uh, I need to post something interesting about the math. My first post was uploaded by some whales and I got like $2,000 for some article I did like, yeah, I spent like four hours for and that was super exciting. And I realized that blockchain is something very powerful. And as a student, when, when I, I, I didn't make that much money and that was kind of like, is this, is this how it works? Like I need, to, I need to understand the technology. And that's when everything started, actually. Yeah, your origin story around that is, is really resonates with myself. And just like I know a lot of people in the space, once you get in and you see hey, this is a way that I, I can generate wealth for myself with either no money or minimal amount of investment. And then you're able to see the ROI in a quick and like scalable way. It kind of gets your brain turned of like, wow, like this is happening. This is very real. And like, if you understand how you can provide that value to others or be in ecosystems where all this constant value is being generated early, you get the benefit as mainstream rest of the world catches up to have been in early and, and get the fruits of, being a participant in that. So fast forward past that. So again, you, you, you get into Steemit, you make some initial money, you are deciding, hey, I want to go get in the blockchain, you open up your own consulting. And now you kind of move forward and get into the bridge finance. So can you kind of describe what that transition was? And then just tell us more about what is the bridge? A bit of a background. Last year in Phenom, one of our focus area was a crypto arbitrage and trading. So we basically started to trade on different blockchain ecosystems and different DAXs and perform an arbitrage. We had many situations when our funds got stuck in the centralized bridges or got frozen by exchanges. And long KYC processes were not ideal as well because it takes time. And at some point, we, me and Yaroslav, we decided like, look, we need to solve this problem in a truly decentralized way. And we need to build a bridge that will be truly permissionless, truly decentralized, that will kind of solve the entire problem for the entire industry. We had this concept in mind and we were just discussing it from time to time, but the project itself commenced back in April when we won the Global Chainlink Hackathon. Yeah, that was a really exciting moment because we got the first place among more than 140 projects worldwide. That was really good 
bootstrap for the protocol. And since then, we decided to fully focus our team on DeepReach and get it to the production-ready version and keep, keep developing it because it's something that very much needed by the industry. DeepReach itself is a cross-chain interoperability and liquidity transfer protocol. Basically, it is a decentralized infrastructure that allows users or smart, smart contracts to pass an arbitrary data, like arbitrary messages, or arbitrary coins, arbitrary liquidity between any blockchain ecosystems. Eventually, we expect that DeBridge will become a standard for cross-chain transfers and cross-chain swap for bridging of NFT and for interoperability of NFTs as well, and uh, for many other applications that will be built on top of this decentralized infrastructure. This is awesome. So for everyone, if you're a newbie in the space, I'm going to kind of unpack why this is very important. And I actually will give you a real life example of something I just experienced on this. So in the Solana ecosystem, for example, I was trying to get into a, one of the cryptos that are within the Solana ecosystem. So I was trading out of it to get into USDC. And I was going to send the USDC back to my Ethereum wallet to get liquid to be able to get into another type of investment opportunity. Well, turns out because they're on two different blockchains, the USDC on Solana's blockchain is not the same as Ethereum, so it wouldn't work. I was like, oh my gosh, how do I fix this? And so I went down a rabbit hole for almost an entire two hours trying to figure out how to do this. Ultimately, what I figured out was that I would have to trade back into like base Solana, move it to my Coinbase, move from my Coinbase back into Ethereum, move Ethereum it was so many more steps than it needed to be. And I was like, there's got to be something simpler to get this solved. And it sounds like DeBridge is going to help do that. Absolutely. Yeah. And our ultimate goal is make DeBridge like an internet of blockchain. Because when, when you use internet, you have no idea how TCP IP is working, right? So when you make cross-chain swap or do liquidity transfer between different blockchains, you'll just go to your personal wallet like MetaMask or, or you will go to OneInch and you'll perform the cross-chain swap there. You will have no idea that there is a debridge under the hood because cross-chain interoperability is, first of all, a user experience. It should be very smooth, and uh, users don't need to know like, that there is some complicated protocols underneath. Yeah, that, that's why interoperability is very important. And we can touch a bit like the general topic about the why we live in a multi-chain world, why the future is multi-chain because we already have like more than 100 public blockchains and the problem is that all these chains are evolving independently if you want to transfer some assets between them you have to use some centralized bridges or exchanges and the problem is that there is no unified standard so for every specific blockchain you need to do research to understand like bridge exists and whether the asset that you can you will transfer will be liquid at all because it may turn out that you will have like dropped asset as you had and you will not be able to do anything with it. That's one of the points that and, and it's, needed to be solved. It's a big point. It's interesting, especially with even like the name DeBridge Finance. There is a, a reoccurring like saying that I have on the show um, for all the uh, cryptocurrency OGs, you're going to know what it is. There's too many islands in the world of crypto right now and everyone's trying to build the biggest, coolest island and tell people to come to their island, but not enough bridges. And the more bridges that are made to help create interoperability, uh, the better the crypto world becomes. And right now, y'all are literally building the infrastructure and the bridges to make that a reality. So I think that's really 
awesome, needed, and kind of walk us through like where y'all are in the process. So like right now, if somebody was having the same challenge I just had recently, walk me through how I'd be able to come on to DeBridge and get that result. Hey, Cryptocurrent crew, this is Steve Miller, and I'm the host of CC Live, the show that keeps you up to date with what's popping off in crypto land. Every episode of CC Live brings you the latest news, keeps you updated on the top projects, and decrypts everything you need to know to get ahead in the wild world of Web3. So if you really want to stay Cryptocurrent, join Richard, Chris, and I every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on YouTube Live. So what are you waiting for? Subscribe to Cryptocurrent's YouTube channel today, and as always, stay Cryptocurrent. Sure. So right now we're at the stage when we are not live yet. We already have the code ready for deployment and we got some really exciting, some really great security audit partners like Halborn and Sokio who already performed the audit our code base. We haven't announced it yet, so it's basically an alpha leak only for you and your audience. Yeah, but we will announce it very soon. We already have the testnet for quite some time, for like five months, but Within the last few weeks, we got like the final version, upgraded version of the testnet that we, which we perform like internal testing in our team, and we also attract our validators and infrastructure providers to perform a testing. And next week, we will open up the testnet for public, so that any user will be able to perform transfer of assets between blockchains. And yeah, we we start from EVM chains, so basically Ethereum compatible blockchains like Ethereum, Binance Smart Chain, Hacko, Arbitrum, and Polygon. And down the road, we will add more and more blockchains, both EVM and non-EVM. And Solana will be the first non-EVM blockchain that we will support. And one of the exciting, exciting features of DeBridge is that users will be able to freely move liquidity not only within EVM chains, but also from, let's say, from Solana to Arbitrum, then from Arbitrum to Terra and without any limitations. So the user experience should be incredible because I personally work on the product because I like great user experience, you know, and I'm like a product manager. I really want to have all the process to be very smooth because when when some developers develop products, they usually don't care about the product design that much. Don't think about UI and that can be a major hindrance. So I'm glad that you are very product focused and UI uh, focused. It's important. Yeah, yeah, I try to push it forward because in my opinion, interoperability is all about UI. And you can have really great product, you can have something sophisticated, but users will not use it because it's too complicated. You just need to keep things simple and user-friendly, of course. No doubt. The simpler you make things, the harder it is in the background to create it, ironically, which is, I think, always a forward-thinking way of like, how do we get to mass adoption? How do you get to product market fit? All these great entrepreneurial startup life types of things you think about, but it's essential to the future of cryptocurrency. And as the audiences get larger, having a just quick way to get a lot of these things solved without them even realizing they're having to do all this in the background. So I think you definitely have that, that mindset, right? Thank you for sharing that exclusive news with the audience. I know everyone here is going to be excited to hear that. And we'll make sure to get that out to everyone, especially once all this is ready to go. But you know, one of the things that you brought up too that I kind of just want to go back and revisit for a second is you brought up the concept of multi-chains, why you think a lot of crypto is going to continue to go in that direction. Can you kind of unpack that a little bit more? Sure. Basically, we already live in a blockchain, in a multi-chain world, right? 
But I think I assume at least that number of blockchains will even increase because there's some new blockchain that solve like specific problems. There are some new blockchain that just forks others with a new audience. The problem of cross-chain interoperability will be more and more important. But this kind of ecosystem fragmentations leads to fragmentation of competitive environment, leads to fragmentation of liquidity and uh, many others. We already have fragmentation of liquidity for quite some time. For example, within one specific blockchain ecosystem, liquidity is fragmented among different protocols. But we have solution, right? We have one inch, for example, the protocol that aggregates liquidity from different liquidity pools and show the best exchange rate. But what if I, as a user, what if I want to perform cross-chain swap? How can I aggregate liquidity in this case? And I think this will be one of the problems that Debridge will solve as well. And uh, we hope to be integrated with these aggregators so that users will use the same product that they are used to use. Another interesting highlight would be fragmentation of competitive environment. Because let's say we have lots of DEXs in every blockchain ecosystem. For example, in Binance Smart Chain, we have a Pancake Swap, we have a Bakery Swap, Ethereum, we have Sushi, we have Uniswap, in Solana, we have like Radium and other protocols. And now all these protocols compete within one specific ecosystem. As soon as we have true interoperability, all these projects will compete with each other. And I believe that that will drive competition to the next level. And at the same time, projects will start to think more about user experience and about UX, UI, just to get the share of the market. Because once we have a unified ecosystem, it will be much more difficult to get in there and to get the market share in general. Oh, agreed. Once innovation is forced, you don't have an option because a better experience has been created and you either adapt or die. That's when people show up, right? right? Like you said right now, there's all these different ecosystems and people are just trying to get their like market share within those different uh, blockchain ecosystems. But then once you're able to create a thing like DeBridge that puts everything on the same equal playing field, it then becomes a matter of, all right, well, now that all these are on the same playing field, which everyone has the best experience, users are probably going to go in that direction. So uh, competition is not always a bad thing. Um, it actually helps with innovation and making things smoother. But like you said, the, the better user experience the more you're going to get the users to show up and tell other people, hey, here's how you get these things done and are getting these warm referrals from, from other people. So I think y'all definitely have the, the right mindset with that. And the one more thing I want to talk about, about DeBridge Finance is you brought up cross-chain interoperability for NFTs and metaverses. Huge, right? So recent news that came out even in Facebook where they're looking to like truly launch into the metaverse and like trying to get into all of that and like how important and huge this future of metaverse is. Can you kind of speak to how DeBridge is going to help with linking a lot of these NFTs and, and other things within this space? Absolutely. Fragmentation of NFT is basically the same problem as fragmentation of liquidity or fragmentation of the entire ecosystem. Because now we have NFTs in Ethereum. Polygon is getting really good momentum because transactions there are very cheap. And OpenSea supports Polygon, so mainly lots of artists move to Polygon ecosystem in order to avoid spending too much ETH for like gas prices. And right now we have many ecosystems for NFTs as well. We have like CryptoPanks and Ethereum. We have a Flow blockchain. We have Axe Infinity. Right now we can't actually move our NFTs in between all these metaverses or these ecosystems. But it would be really cool if, for example, I can move my crypto bank and have it 
as avatar in my game, let's say Star Atlas on Solana. Any user, any other gamer will be able to see that I'm the owner of this CryptoPunk because it's on my water. And many more things can be done. And uh, one of the applications of cross-chain interoperability for metaverses, especially for games, would be to sell my game assets on OpenSea directly from the game interface. I just click two buttons and let's say I sold my sword or I purchased something new or I transferred my asset to some other game. That's really a matter of imagination. And as soon as we have truly interoperable ecosystems, I think that the developers and users will come up with so many great ideas that we can't even imagine right now. Agreed. The future of gaming is really exciting. The ability to have all of these incredible NFTs and then be able to like use them in the games that you use. Like the, the way I like to describe it, you know, one of the games that a lot of people in the world know is like a Call of Duty. Imagine being able to buy NFTs for Call of Duty and you can then just use them as you move from like one series to the next. Or even being able to take like one of the newer types of NFTs from a newer game, then going back to an old game and then be able to use it in that like that kind of concept is insane. And that's the kind of cool features that are kind of in the horizon for, for a blockchain. Absolutely. As a gamer, yeah, I used to game a lot actually back in school and I played World of Warcraft. Important thing was like to get some specific achievements within this game. And just imagine that achievement is an NFT which is unlocked. And then you can pass it to the new version of the game or you can kind of showcase it on your NFT dashboard, etc. So yeah. I think gaming will gaming industry will be the next onboarding funnel for crypto industry because so much more millennials and young guys are getting crypto due to the getting involved in the gaming industry. Now, last week I've been to Lisbon actually. I was talking to the girl from Uniswap. Her name is Ash, and she told the story how she got in crypto like six years ago when she played World of Warcraft and she just saw his uh, saw her. Uh, hero for some kind for some amount of bitcoins and then she started to dig deeper and understand like how the blockchain works and that was like seven years back and now it's kind of easier to get on board easier to understand and um, yeah i think gaming will be gaming industry will be the huge funnel for users as well as nfts of course definitely it brings together a lot of communities all across the world and it's one of the fastest moving in the space and has a lot of people motivated to figure out how blockchain works. So I think it's really cool, especially just even the concept of being able to bring AR, VR, metaverses all together into one place. It's going to be a really, really cool place to be. And, you know, for all my listeners out there, you know that we've talked about gaming a couple of times this year. It's something to be looking out for, for sure. But everyone listening to this today definitely needs to be looking out for the bridge and how they're basically bringing all these different elements from cross-chain NFTs, everything into one place. We can get all of that accomplished. So Alex, I think what y'all have is amazing. Definitely want people to be able to learn more about it. But before you kind of give us more information on that, I have two final fun questions I want to throw at you with all the information you have gained through the years. And if you can impart one or two pieces of wisdom to yourself when you first got into the crypto blockchain space, what would you tell yourself? I would tell myself that I need to be kind of holder. I need to hold more, you know, because I realize that I have kind of paper hands. And I realize that during the crypto winter, like in 2018, 2019, 
but I think that people should have kind of a strong belief into what they are doing. And belief and reputation are two main components in the crypto world. If you truly believe in some project, just get involved, just be active within ecosystem and uh, hodl. <laughs> That's all what you need in order to get to success in the crypto industry. And of course, you need to be passionate about what you're doing. Because for me, crypto is not like work. Even though I work a lot, like almost 24-7, and my, my wife sometimes mad at me because I spend too much time with computer. But I think that for me, crypto is more like fun and it's more like communicating with people and to do what I, what I like. I wish people would just get on board in the industry to find specific niche that will be fascinating for them. Hopefully, they will convert it into the hobby more supposing to be being kind of full-time job because it's better to have fun than to be obliged to do something. Agreed. So just to run that back, two great lessons. One, huddle, don't have paper hands. So for all those new in the space, you hear about paper hands and diamond hands. Paper hands just means that when markets start going down and things go down, you sell. You try to like de-risk being able to lose. With diamond hands, no matter what's going on, they're nice and strong. You're not going anywhere. You're holding on to them. And typically, when you have diamond hands, you hold on for a longer period of time. You typically win. You typically win in a big way. So that piece of wisdom. And then find your passion. There's so much opportunity in the crypto blockchain space. Be passionate about what you do. Find out what your passion is first off. And then once you find that passion, you find a way to be able to use that in this space and create a living as well, which I'm pretty confident you can find a way to do that in this space. It's amazing. It really doesn't feel like work. It's an old cliche. It really is just a passion-driven way to work really hard on something that's creating value, but you don't feel taxed about it. Like it doesn't feel like a chore. It, it really gives you, it gives you energy. Even though you're putting out energy, you're actually getting energy from doing it. So definitely go and find that. Alex, I think that's a great two lessons. As we wrap up here, man, what is a final thought that you want to leave with all of our listeners? Be yourself. Crypto is really fascinating, but don't forget to spend time with family and friends and uh, take some rest from the online, being offline, I call it now visit offline metaverse. <laughs> and do, do it more often because that's really important. It's really important to combine like online world with offline real world. Yeah, be yourself, be passionate, do what you like. A great final thought. Just another great reminder that everyone in the world of crypto, everything's 24-7. It is always on and it's very easy when you're wrapped up in this world to always be on and be focused on everything going on at once. You, you can't be at all places at all at once and be learning about everything because everything is just so fresh and new at all times. Being able to turn that off strategically to be able to connect back in the real world, create those relationships, enjoy life. It's important. So it's a good reminder today. Alex, thank you for that reminder to make sure you incorporate that into your life. It's very easy to get wrapped up in the nonstop world of crypto. So Alex, thank you so much again for all that information. What are ways that people can learn more about you and learn more about Dbridge? I have a Twitter account. It's Alex Mirnov and Dbridge has Twitter as well. And uh, just subscribe to our social media, like Twitter, Telegram, and Discord. We try to keep our community updated and we'll be happy to share more about the cross-chain interoperability, about the crypto in general. Stay in touch and uh, you can also text me to my Telegram. My DMs are opened and um, I'll be glad to have really interesting conversations with all you guys. Excellent. 
Well, Alex, thank you again so much for joining us today. And for everyone listening, stay CryptoCurrent. Hey, CryptoCurrent crew. We want to give a quick shout out to all of our faithful listeners out there. It's been an amazing journey, and we really appreciate your support throughout the years as we've been growing as a community. Each episode, we decided that we would start sharing some of the reviews that you were leaving for us. For today, we would like to share this review. Today's review comes from OMS21. Exciting info on crypto and what's going on in the industry. Love the energy Richard brings with the guests. We sincerely appreciate this review and all reviews and would like to ask that if you're enjoying our show, please take a quick moment to go and leave a review on our podcast so that hopefully we can be highlighting your review next. Simply go to our show notes or go to our website where we have a link where you can share your review today. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information on today's episode and all of our episodes, please visit us at www.crypto-current.co. You can also find a link in the show notes. Want to stay up to date in the latest news in cryptocurrency? Sign up for our newsletter today. You'll receive daily emails Monday through Friday that are personalized and curated content specific to you and your interest, powered by artificial intelligence. You can either go to our show notes or go to our website to sign up today. Are you an accredited investor looking to invest in cryptocurrency? Crescent City Capital can help. Go to crescentcitycapital.com for more information. I don't know if you've noticed, but the quality of our podcast each week are improving. I can only thank my amazing producer, Andrew DeRitter with DeRitter Productions, who has been putting all of this together. If you have any podcast, music, or audio needs, please go to DeRitterProductions.com. That's D-E-R-I-T-T-E-R Productions.com. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Cryptocurrent with Richard Carthon. We'll be back with more exciting developments from the world of blockchain and cryptocurrency next week. But until then, stay Cryptocurrent. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Cryptocurrent. Just one quick reminder. Cryptocurrent is a cryptocurrency and blockchain education platform that's bridging the gap between the curious newcomers who are just discovering the space and the thought leaders who are shaping its future. All opinions expressed by Richard Carthon, the Cryptocurrent team, and their guests on this show are exclusively their own opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Richard, the team, and their guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or to follow his financial advice. This show and any other cryptocurrent production is exclusively for informational purposes.